Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash FutureInvestor slash radio. Joining us now from Washington is Julie Sue, the acting U.S. Secretary of Labor. Julie Sue, wonderful to catch up with you. A hot labor market report at a time where the unions seem to have a lot of leverage. So let's go straight there. What's your latest read on the UAW negotiations? Well, the parties are at the table. They're continuing to negotiate. Um, the president has made very clear something I believe in, too, that when there are record corporate profits, there should be record contracts for working people. And that's what uh, workers are fighting for. So um, the negotiations continue. And I believe that the parties will get there. Are you getting access to both parties to have negotiate a settlement? Yeah, we're talking to both parties. I mean, again, the collective bargaining process is about the parties themselves coming together, working through their issues, finding common ground and win-win solutions. We support that in uh, every way that we can, and we are continuing to talk to the parties uh, in, in that particular situation. What have you heard recently about current demands from UAW? We understand that wage demands have come down from 40, closer to 30. Is that your read on things? I mean, and negotiation is always about movement on both sides. Um, at this point, uh, you know, I think it's always hard to know exactly where something will land. I think as long as they're talking to each other, um, that, is a, that is positive and that is what is happening. You're sensing the gap is closing. The spread has narrowed. I'll say it this way, you know, I've seen this a lot. I think that the parties always seem like they're far apart until they're not. So that does require, it always requires movement. And um, I think the continued engagement is a positive thing. And it's part of the reflection of President Biden and this administration's commitment to workers getting their fair share in an economy that is doing really well. We also have healthcare strikes as well. I understand you've met leadership from both sides. Julie, how different is that particular strike? What do you think is going on there? I mean, every strike has its unique issues, right? Every, uh, you know, the industries are different. Um, the specific demands are different. But I think at the bottom line is that we are seeing a resurgence in, in worker power, in uh, support for unions in the economy, uh, and for working people demanding their fair share, saying, you know, enough of the uh, disparities between what frontline workers make and what CEOs make, um, making sure that there is uh, an opp opportunity for workers to, um, to to improve their working conditions and live stable um, lives is is this is not just an accident in uh, in a Biden Harris administration. It is very much a deliberate part of how we think a strong economy and a strong country works. Madam Secretary, as you rightly said, we are seeing a shift back in bargaining power towards labor after decades where it went the other way. That's being reflected in a spike. Um, um, higher in number of days of strikes throughout the economy. Should we expect that number to go even higher? I think it also reflects really uh, record um, contract results, right? So we've seen from the ports on the West Coast to uh, to the Teamsters and UPS, um, really results that demonstrate workers getting uh, more in wages, uh, ending forced overtime, um, dealing with other specific 
issues within certain industries around automation and the like, addressing conditions like uh, heat um, and other kinds of health and safety issues. So I think those are the, the, the big results. And some of them we're talking about, you know, we, we don't talk about them as much, but there are, you know, graduate workers who have gone on strike for brief periods and gotten contracts that they want. So I don't know what the average number of days is, but I do know that workers coming to the table, being able to have the right to, uh, uh, to, to demand, the, demand their fair share is something that has been positive for workers and is very much part of the strong economy that we've been talking about. And the jobs report reflects this. And yet we have not seen that in the numbers on earnings. So is it just a lag effect? Are we going to see it going forward? Or is there something else going on in the economy that's offsetting th those, those gains that you talked about for workers? Yeah, so earnings are up a bit. Um, you know, we definitely especially see that among lower wage workers, which is part of this idea that, you know, we the president has said, we're going to build an economy that leaves no one behind. That starts by looking at who's been left behind in the past. And to the extent that those lower wage workers are seeing average gains that are, uh, that are growing and also that are higher than inflation means that workers have more money in their pockets, more to spend in their local economies, that's also partly fueling the other effects of the jobs report, which is you know more uh, job growth in leisure and hospitality, for example. All of these taken together, along with the historically low unemployment rate, still under 4% for over a year and a half, the longest stretch of the 1960s, are all signs that yeah. this economy is a place that, you know, is, yeah, is, is doing well because of good economic policies and workers having a seat at the table. Well, let's talk about those policies. There is something really peculiar going on at the moment. If you think about what's happening at the picket line, they have serious concerns about the EV transition and their participation in it, a transition that you are subsidizing. Something really odd from my perspective, and I'd love some clarity from you on it. Why is the government offering rich people credits to buy expensive cars? <laughs> so a couple of things. Um, there is widespread support in the country for um, tax credits that will help to bring manufacturing jobs to the United States. Um, that's part of what we're trying to do. The other is that we do have a climate crisis, right? We saw record heat across the entire country. Oh, without a doubt. Globe, Can really? I just jump in? Without a doubt. I totally yeah, agree yeah. with you, but I just think we're conflating solving a climate crisis with driving really heavy SUVs that run on electricity. <laughs> Are those two things part of the same story? Because I don't get it. If I'm driving an, an electrified F-150, am I really safe in the planet? <laughs> right. Well, so um, we could probably have a conversation now about, about personal choices relating to cars. I do think as a policy matter, the more that we can invest in um, industries, in manufacturing, including in transportation, that transitions us to a place where um, we're not, you know, we're not continuing to pollute the planet, right? We're con we, we have a, a method by which we can both uh, bring down emissions yeah. and also create good jobs. And the president has always said that solving our climate crisis, when he looks at that, it's also about creating good jobs and good union jobs in communities that need them the most. And we are really focused on making sure that that transition does not leave workers behind and that what's good for the climate can be good for workers as well. Julie, appreciate the update. Julie Sue, acting U.S. Secretary of Labor. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.